Good evening and welcome, 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 welcome to Life Changers Ministries. We thank God for allowing us to enter into a brand new year. We thank God for you joining us this evening. Hallelujah. We had we have a special guest on this evening, Sister Shawanda Austin. Um, she's a member at my church, Cathedral of Faith. We thank God for her and the ministry God has given her. We ask you to, t- to tune in. She has a mighty word from the Lord. I know you will be blessed and thank you for partnering with Life Changers Ministries. God bless you. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. I thank God for allowing me to people. This is a blessing that he has given me, that he has chosen me to give this word. And um, I know this word is directed to him because I didn't go, I didn't have to research any scriptures. I just was in prayer, my prayer last week, and the Lord just gave me the scripture, and then he gave me the topic, and then gave me another scripture, then he gave Robin. me another scripture. I didn't have to look for anything. He just was giving me the scripture yeah. to speak to his people, and he gave me the topic. And I thank God I give all honor and praise and glory to him. That he is due because he's worthy of all the praise, the honor, glory. I want to thank God for my leaders, uh, Bishop Hugh Wesley Hardy and Lady Doris Hardy, because they are wonderful examples of servants of the Lord. And I'm just a servant of the Lord. That's all Jesus came to serve, and I'm a servant of the Lord. I'm trying to be like Jesus. So I thank God for my leaders, and I thank God for Evangelist um, Jones for having this to be able to speak to God's people to carry out. Um, this assignment that he's given me on this evening. Um, before I begin, I want to start with a word of prayer. Um, so let us go before his throne of grace. God, I thank you, God. I thank you, God. I thank you for this day. I thank you for our lives, God. God. I thank you for allowing us to see and breathe and move and be able to hear and have our being. God, I thank you. God, I thank you for thank everything. You, God. Take nothing that you've done for granted, God, and we praise you and thank you for everything you've done doing and about to do right now i ask you god in the name of jesus christ that you will forgive me for my sins my shortcomings my wrongdoings god and accept my prayer into your presence god as i go forth on this evening to deliver the word that you've given me to give to your people god i pray that you will open their ears oh god to receive the word that you are giving to them in the name of jesus christ god i pray in the name of jesus that they would be doers of your word and not just hearers in the name of Jesus Christ, God, I pray that you put a burning desire down on each one of your people that are listening, oh God, that they will want to do the things that you desire them to do, that they will want to keep your word, that they will want to keep your law, that they will want to do your will, God. I pray in the name of Jesus that you reveal their purpose to them so they can go out after this broadcast, oh God, and begin doing your will on a daily basis, oh God, in the name of Jesus Christ. God, I pray in the name of Jesus that your will be done on tonight, that I will speak the things that you desire me to speak of, that you'll move me out the way, and that you will just come in and have your way on this evening, God. In Jesus Christ's name I pray, amen. To God be all the glory. For y'all um, who don't know, we are um, currently in a series, the Life Changer Changes Ministries is in a series called Fall Forward. And the theme scripture for the Fall Forward series is Philippians chapter 3, um, verses, verse 14. And it says, I press, I'm reading from the New Living Translation, I press to reach 
the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God through Christ Jesus is calling us. Now, before I read another scripture, I'm going to tell everyone who can to get your Bible because I'm going to give you quite a few scriptures on this evening, and I want you to be able to go back and reread them. So either get a piece of paper and pen so you can jot these scriptures down, or you can just get your Bible so you can follow along with me. Um, either way, but I want you to be able to go back and reread these scriptures because everything I'm telling you tonight is from the Word of God. It's not from Sharonda Austin. I'm not telling you nothing from me. Everything that's coming out of my mouth is from God and from God's Word. So I want you to have your Bibles handy. Um, most of the scriptures will be coming from the New Living Translation, except one, and uh, except two, I'm sorry, two. Uh, but most of them will be coming from the New Living Translation. But I'm going to read our theme scripture again one more time because we're going to focus on the second word. It says, I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. I press. I took the liberty of looking up the word press. What does press mean? I found four definitions for the word press. However, I want to focus on the first two definitions, which are um, the verb definition, which denotes action. The first one is move or cause to move into a position of control with something by exerting continuous physical force. The second verb definition for the word press is apply pressure to something to flatten, shape, or smooth it typically by ironing. So if we are pressing, then we are in a verb, say we're doing an action. We are pushing forward. So that brings us for, to my topic for this evening. The topic that I have for this evening that the Lord told me to tell everyone on this line is don't fall. We're in the falling for series. But the topic he gave me is to tell you don't fall. And he gave me four supporting scriptures for this topic. The first supporting scripture is coming from Second Peter chapter 1, verse 10. If you got your Bible, you can go right to it. I'm going to read from the New Living Translation. So, dear brothers and sisters, work hard to prove that you are really among those God has called and chosen. Do things, do these things, and you will never fall away. This is what the Hello. says. You will never fall away if you do these things. Second Peter chapter 1, verse 10. The second supporting scripture for this topic, Don't Fall, is coming from Romans. Romans, the book of Romans, chapter 9, beginning at verse 31, and I'm going to be reading through verse 33. But the people of Israel who tried so hard to get right with God by keeping the law never succeeded. So why not? Because they were trying to get right with God by keeping the law instead of trusting in him. They stumbled over a great rock in the path. God warned them of this in the scriptures when he said, I'm placing a stone in Jerusalem that makes people stumble, a rock that makes them fall. But anyone who trusts in him 
will never be disgraced. That's saying, you know, because you know when you fall down, you're embarrassed. You know, so, you know, some people are disgraced. It's an embarrassment. You know, you're ashamed a little bit because you don't fell down. But he said, you will, if you trust in him, you will never be disgraced. Even if you stumble, you will never be disgraced. Third supporting scripture for this topic, don't fall, is coming from Psalm chapter 37, beginning at verse 23. The Lord directs the steps of the godly and delights in every detail of their lives. Though they stumble, they will never fall. For the Lord holds them up by the hand. So you know the Lord has a a good grip. And the Lord is not going to loosen his grip. The Lord is not going to allow you to fall because he's saying, I'm holding you by the hand. You will never fall. Never fall. Full supporting scripture that he gave me for this topic, Don't Fall, is coming from Psalm chapter 55, beginning at verse 22. Give your burdens to the Lord, and he will take care of you. He will not permit the godly, keyword right there, the godly to slip and fall. I'm going to read that, that verse again. Psalm 55, 22, New Limit Translation, people. Give your burdens to the Lord, and he will take care of you. He will not permit the godly to slip and fall. Now, why did he say godly there? What is godly? I had to go and look up godly so we could see, you know, okay, if he's not going to let the godly fall, if the godly will not fall, okay, I want to be one of those people. Who are the godly? What is the godly? So look up godly. The word godly, I'm sorry. The word godly uh, means conforming to the laws and wishes of God or devoutly religious. It says conforming to the laws and wishes of God or devoutly religious. So that means if you're not conforming to the laws and the wishes of God, then you must be ungodly. So that means anybody who is not conforming to the laws and the wishes of God are ungodly, then that means the ungodly are the ones who fall. Because he told us that he would not permit the godly to slip and fall in Psalm chapter 55, verse 22. So the people who are falling are ungodly. We don't want to be one of those people. We want to be one of the godly people. So when the word tells us um, in Romans um, chapter 12, verse 2, to be not conformed to this world. We know the scripture. But we're supposed to be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may be able to prove what is good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. He told us, be not conformed to the things of this world. And I just read you the definition of godly. The godly conform to the laws of God. And he told us in his word, Romans 12, 2, be not conformed to the things of, of this world. Therefore, 
the godly can't conform to the things of this world because the ungodly are doing that. The godly must be transformed by the renewing. At the end of renew is ing for renewing. Ing denotes a verb, verbal action, or associated with a process. So renewing, this is something that you have to do daily. This is something that you have to do hourly. Every minute, every second of the day, we're constantly renewing our mind that we may be able to prove what is good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. The, the Lord said that the ungodly, un, what, is, what does the un mean on the ungodly? Un is the absence of a quality or it means not. Definitely not godly. And the Lord says that um, the ungodly will fall because they're doing new, numerous things. I can't go through everything that the, uh, that the ungodly are doing. I, it's, it's, we don't have enough time. I only have an hour here. But I'm going to touch on the topics that the Lord um, gave me to speak to you all tonight. And number one, the number one reason that the Lord gave me to speak on tonight was gossiping. Coming from Proverbs chapter 25, verse 23, New Living Translation, it states, As surely as a north wind brings rain, so a gossiping tongue causes anger. If we know gossiping causes anger, why do we do it all the time? We do it all the time. Myself included, I am not pointing the finger at no one. Please believe, just because I'm giving you all this word, I'm not sitting up here pointing my finger at anyone on this line or anyone. Because anybody who knows me knows I got my mouth on me too. I got my, my little stuff on me too. So everybody has, you know, something that they're dealing with. We all are working process. That's why we're constantly renewing our minds. However, he told us that God's plan, it causes anger. And God does not want us to stir up strife with our tongues. He doesn't even want to be around people who gossip. Let's go to Psalm chapter 15, beginning at verse 1. I'm going to read through, um, through verse 3. This is still New Living Translation. David asked the Lord, Who may worship you in your sanctuary, Lord? Who may enter your presence on your holy hill? Verse 2. This is, this is the response. Those who lead blameless lives and do what is right, speaking the truth from their sincere hearts. Those who refuse to gossip. Now, who are we talking about? We're talking about the people who the Lord wants to enter into his presence. These are the people we're talking about. He wants those who refuse to gossip or harm their neighbors or speak evil of their friends. Those who despise flagrant sinners and honor the faithful followers of the Lord and keep their promises, even when it hurts. Those who lend money without changing interest and cannot be bribed to lie about the innocent. Such people stand firm forever. That means they don't fall. These people will not fall. The godly will not fall. Therefore, we're supposed to be striving daily and renewing our minds daily, trying to remain godly daily because the godly will not fall. 
Well, what's another group of people who gonna fall? Who are falling? Oh, liars! He talked about lying. Psalms chapter fifty-two, beginning at verse two. All day you plot destruction. Your tongue cuts like a sharp razor. You're an expert at telling lies. My God. They're falling away for telling lies and have become experts at telling lies. Now, people, don't get mad at me for saying this. This is the word of the Lord. These are the scriptures out of the Bible. I did not write the Bible. I am just giving you what the Lord gave me to tell his people. This is what he told me to tell his people. Let's go to Proverbs chapter 13, verse 5. It says, the godly hate lies. So this scripture suggests that all liars are ungodly. In Revelation chapter 21, verse 8, that tells us what happens to all, all liars. I'm going to read that scripture out of the King James Version. That's Revelation chapter 21, verse 8. But the fearful... The unbelieving, the abominable, the murderers, the whoremongers, the sorcerers, and idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake that which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Mm. That means liars are going to die twice. So they're going to die from earth and go to hell. That's first death. And then you're going to be cast into the fire that burns with brimstone, and that's the second death. All liars. Not the people just, some people say, you know, no white lies or, you know, that's okay. It said all liars. Yeah, I didn't see white lie in the scriptures nowhere. I couldn't find that. I hear people talk about it all the time, but I couldn't find nothing about a white liar. All liars will have their day in the lake that burn with fire and brimstone. So, we don't want to go to make a fire and brimstone with the ungodly, so we have to remain godly. The ungodly also fall because they're stealing. Mm. They're stealing, and we, the supporting scripture for that, we all know what that is, and that's in Malachi. That's in Malachi chapter 3. Um, most of us are familiar with that scripture, but I'm going to read it, chapter 3, and I'm going to read it beginning at verse 8. Should people cheat God, yet you cheated me? But you ask, what do you mean? When did we ever cheat you? You have cheated me of tithes and offerings due to me. You are under a curse, for your whole nation has been cheating me. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse, so there will be enough food in my temple. If you do so, says the Lord of heaven's army, I will open up the windows of heaven for you. I will pour you out blessings so great you won't have enough room to take it in. Try it. Put me to the test. Your crops will be abundant, for I will guard them from, from insects and disease. Your grapes will not fall from the vine before they are ripe, says the Lord of heaven's army. All, then all nations will call you blessed, for your land will be such a delight, says the Lord 
of heaven's army. We have to take our give, give our tithe to the Lord because we owe it to him. We have to pay that back to him. He gave us the ability um, of our um, the articulation of our limbs to be able to walk and move and be able to um, work or be able to receive our um, retirement checks or, you know, whatever income you're receiving. And all he's asking for is 10 cents off every dollar. He said, you keep 90 cents, just give me 10 cents. That's all he's asking. And people are not doing it. And because of that, they're under a curse. And that curse that's on them can also fall on their lineage, meaning their children, children's children, grandchildren, great-grand. You have to pay your tithe and stop stealing from the Lord so that you can be blessed, so we can be part of the group that are godly. We do not want to be ungodly because when you are living an ungodly life, you are basically playing Russian roulette because nobody knows when their last day is going to be. Nobody knows when they're going to take their last breath. I used to work in the emergency room at Norfolk General Hospital, which is a level one trauma center. I worked there for five years, and I put many people in body bags from the age of two to the age of 102. Nobody came into the ER thinking, today's going to be my last day. They all come in thinking, we're going to be able to save them. And sometimes, more times than not, we were able to save them. But we were not able to revive everyone. We were not able to keep everyone from dying. And if that person that I put in the body bag was one of the ungodly, they're still burning in hell this to this day because the godly will not make it in. We're going to go to, so just so you know, um, this is not me. We're going to touch on a few more things, and then I'm going to give you a few more scriptures to let you know about the ungodly and how I know they won't make it in. Um, let's talk about something else that um, people are dealing with, um, another reason that they are falling, and that's because of their lustful ways, the spirit of lust. Lust is another thing that will cause you to fall. Lust is another thing that is strong on um, the ungodly. And I look up the word lust because when you hear lust, people automatically think of something sexual or um or doing some type of sexual act. Lust means a strong desire for something. Period. It's a strong desire for something. So it doesn't necessarily have to be anything um, sexual. More times than not it is, but it doesn't have to just be that. But the supporting scripture that we're going to read is coming from the book of Romans. And it's going to be from chapter 8, beginning at verse 3. And since I have time, I'm going to read down to verse um, 17. Beginning at verse 3, Romans chapter 8, verse 3. The law of Moses was unable to save us because of the weakness of our sinful nature, i.e. lust. So God did what the law could not do. He sent his own son in a body like the body uh, we sin us have. And in that body, God declared an end to sin's control over us by giving his son as a sacrifice for our sins. He did this so that the just requirement of the law would be fully satisfied for us 
who no longer follow our sinful nature, but instead follow the spirit. Those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things. But those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about things that please the spirit. So letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death. But letting the spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. I'm now down at, if you're following along, I'm, at, I'm on Romans on chapter 8. I'm at verse 7 at this point. For the sinful nature is always hostile to God. It never did obey God's law. It never will. Your sinful nature is never going to obey God's law. It's always going to go against the law. That's why those who are still under the control of their sinful nature will never please God. They will always fall. Um, at verse 9, but you are not controlled by your sinful nature. You are controlled by the Spirit if you have the Spirit of God living in you. And remember that those who do not have the Spirit of Christ living in them do not belong to him at all. Now, I didn't write this, Bible, y'all. I did not write these scriptures. This is what this is coming from God's word. I'm at Romans chapter 8. I'm at, down at verse 10. And Christ lives within you. So even though your body will die because of sin, the spirit gives you life because you have been made right with God. The spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And just as God raised Jesus Christ from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by this same spirit living within you. Y'all, this made so much sense to me. I got a revelation out of this, this scripture right here because it made so much sense. People who die, who do not have the spirit of Christ in them, they're just dead. They're dead. They go, you know, to hell, and they will not be resurrected again when Jesus Christ comes back and cracks the sky. They will not rise because the Bible tells us that the dead in Christ will rise first. But how is the dead in Christ going to rise? It's because... The spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, I'm back at verse 11, um, lives in you. And just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, he will give life to your mortal body by the same spirit living within you. Therefore, dear brothers and sisters, I'm down to verse 12. You have no obligation to do what your sinful nature or lust urges you to do. But if you live by the dictate... If dictates, you will die. If you live by your sinful nature, you will die. If you live by your lust, you will die. But if through the power of the Spirit you put to death the deeds of your sinful nature, you will live. That's Romans um, chapter 8, verse 13. Now at 14, for all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. So, you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you received God's spirit when he adopted you as his own children. Now we call him Abba Father. For his spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children or godly. Hold up, we're back at that word again. And since we are his children, we are his heirs. In fact, together with Christ, we are heirs 
of God's glory. But if we are to share his glory, we must also share his suffering. Meaning, I tell people this all the time, you cannot expect people to treat you any better than they treated Jesus Christ. They lied on Jesus Christ, they allow you. They talked about Jesus Christ, they will talk about you. Don't expect no better. Go and expect it. He said, but if you're able to share in his glory, you must also share in his suffering. So they're going to do things to you just because Christ is living in you. They don't even have nothing against you and your, and your flesh. It's the fact that Christ is living in you, they'll do stuff to you out of spite. Let's go over to, since I still have um, a little bit more time, let's go over to Galatians. We're going to go to Galatians chapter 5. I know y'all saying, why is she reading all these scriptures? Because I'm giving y'all the word of God. I don't want to say anything that's of me, nothing of Shawanda, because I don't have no heaven or hell to put you in. I am going to tell you what the word of God says, because God told me to. This is my assignment, and I'm on assignment, and I'm going to complete the assignment so that he be pleased with me. Galatians chapter 5, beginning at verse 16. So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature or lustful nature, same thing, well, you won't be doing what it craves. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the spirit wants. And the spirit gives us desires that are opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting each other. So you are not free to carry out your good intentions. Because of a constant fight, y'all. But when you are directed by the Spirit, you are under obligation of Moses' law. This is Galatians 5, 18. But when you're directed by the Spirit, you are not under obligation to the law of Moses. When you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these. Let me tell you again, as I have before, that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. They will fall. That's what this is saying, people. They will fall. And the prophet is, God told me to tell his people, don't fall. If you have to fall, fall forward. That's the series that we're in. Fall forward meaning um, don't fall back, but fall forward pressing forward. However, God said, don't fall. Let me tell you again, as I have before, that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit inherit the kingdom of God. Produces this kind of fruit in our lives. The Holy Spirit produces love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. There is no law against these things. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to the cross and crucified them there. Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. Let us not become conceited or provoke one another or be jealous of one another. Please 
please don't be jealous of one another. You have no idea what that next person did to get the things that they have or are going through to get the things that they have. Don't desire somebody else's anointing. Don't desire anybody's um, personal belongings. Whatever it is you desire, pray. That's what we're supposed to do. Whatever we desire, we're supposed to pray. We're supposed to seek his face and pray. Whatsoever things that you desire when you pray, he said believe that you have received them and you shall have them. So anything that you want to have from God, you pray to God and ask him for it. But don't be jealous of no one else or provoking anybody else else to wrath or anger because those types of um, ways will cause you to fall. We don't want to um, trip over those sins that so easily beset us. He told us not to do that. He wants us to stand tall. He wants us to stand firm. He wants us to stand on his word. He wants us to trust him and believe him and depend on him. We're always seeking advice from other people, which sometimes can be good if God led you to that person. But if God didn't lead you to that person, don't be just going seeking advice from anybody because they could tell you their own personal opinions, which could put you farther away from God, which could cause you to fall. That's why he said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. There are reasons for these scriptures. These scriptures were put in the Bible to help us on this daily walk so that we can daily be continuing to renew our minds, the continual things, to continue to renew our minds so we don't fall. God don't want us to fall. If he cracks, if Jesus Christ cracks the sky while we are falling, we will be left. If we happen to die while we are down after we've fallen, where are you going? Because only the godly are going to see him. We have to live godly every single day. When you're living ungodly on a daily basis, you are playing Russian roulette because you don't know when you're going to take your last breath. Nobody came into that ER thinking they were going to take their last breath that day. Nobody. I had this one guy who was 37 years old, young guy, and I was talking to him when he came into the trauma bay. He was conscious, and um, he had a screwdriver in his eye, but the screwdriver wasn't in the eyeball. The screwdriver went up in the socket, passed his eye up into his brain. However, he was loose, and he was talking, he was talking, and he knew everything that was going on around him at the time. And I asked him what happened. He said, I was painting my bathroom, and he said that he went and used the screwdriver to open the can of paint, and it slipped off the can, and it went up and went into his eye. Um, so he came into the ER, and he was all embarrassed. But and he was um, kind of, you know, disgraced like we were talking about in the beginning. And fall, sometimes you fall down, you disgrace, you're embarrassed, you know. He's all embarrassed because he's like, I, I, oh, I shouldn't have done this. This is crazy. I shouldn't have never done it. As I'm talking to this 37-year-old man, the whole thing went left. This man became combative all of a sudden. And that's because the screwdriver was up in the frontal lobe of his brain. And he had to be rushed to the operating room for surgery, and this man who was just cleaning his bathroom died in surgery. And all he was doing was painting his bathroom. He did not come into that ER thinking he was going to die. We did not even think he was about to die because he was calm, he was normal, he was, uh, you know, acting his regular self, speaking normally. 
And that man didn't live to see the setting of the sun that day. He died. Nobody knows when they're going to take their last breath. And you can't be walking around here playing Russian roulette thinking you could um, get saved tomorrow or thinking, you know, well, I can just do this right. I can talk about this person right now, and then I'll get things right. You don't know if you're going to be able to have another chance to get things right. So you need to get things right now and then try on a daily basis renewing your mind to keep things right so we can stay on the path of the godly so God can hold our hands because he's not going to permit the godly to fall. Now, I'm coming to the, net, to the end of everything that the Lord gave me to give you. This is all from him. This is none of me. This is all him. And so I'm going to end this uh, with a word of prayer. But before I go into this word of prayer, I want everybody on the line, keep yourself muted. But I want you to repeat um, out loud after me. And I want you to say, Lord God, I'm a sinner and I'm sorry for all my sins. I believe you died on the cross and that you rose again for me, Lord Jesus. Come back into my life and lead me and guide me to do your will, to walk on the path of the godly. Lord Jesus, I thank you for giving me this opportunity to give my life back to you. God, I thank you for every person that's on this line that repeated that after me. God, you told me to lead them back to you, and that's what I did. And I ask you in the name of Jesus Christ that every single one of us, oh God, that you will daily renew our minds with the right things that we should do, God. And I pray in the name of Jesus that you will allow us to not be tripped up by the sins that so easily beset us in the past. God, I pray in the name of Jesus that we will not look back, but we will continue to press forward for the prize of the mark of a high calling. In the name of Jesus Christ, God, I pray for every single person on this line, oh God, that they will, um, you will create a new fire within them, God, that they will be able to go out and tell others of your goodness, your kindness, your mercy, your grace, your peace, that they will go out and do your will, God, in the name of Jesus. God, I pray for a special covering on everybody that's on the line tonight. In the name of Jesus Christ, I speak healing over everybody's body that's on the line tonight. In the name of Jesus Christ, I rebuke COVID in the spirit of COVID in the name of Jesus Christ. God, I pray that every symptom of COVID will cease to exist in the name of Jesus Christ in the lives of everyone that's on this line. In the name of Jesus Christ, God, I pray in the name of Jesus that they would be able to go out, oh God, and do their daily activities in the name of Jesus, healed of all infirmities, healed of all diseases, saturate their bodies right now. In the name of Jesus Christ, with your healing virtues, in the name of Jesus Christ, it's your will that we be in health and prosper, even as our soul prosper. Lord Jesus, you were wounded for our transgressions. You are bruised for our iniquities, the chastisement of our peoples upon you, Lord Jesus. And by your stripes, we are healed. And I'm claiming, claiming healing for your people right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Saturate their bodies with healing virtues. I pray in the name of Jesus that they won't get off this line the same. In the name of Jesus. I pray that migraines will cease in the name of Jesus. Back pains will cease in the name of Jesus. Pain you have to go. Need their bodies. I rebuke arthritis in the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. Arthritis you have to flee in the name of Jesus Christ. I rebuke diabetes. I rebuke cancer. In the name of Jesus Christ, I command you to flee these bodies in the name of Jesus Christ. We 
Thank you. Thank you for joining us this evening for our live prayer session, Words to Encourage You. I ask you to follow us, subscribe right here to um, our podcast. You can subscribe also to our YouTube channel, Life Changers Ministries, LCM. Um, You can also like us on Facebook, Life Changers Ministries, LCM. And until the next time, may God bless you. May the fire of his healing anointing saturate you and may this 2022 brand new year for you be prosperous and full of joy. God bless you.